good? What? You want to figure out your thing first? It doesn't make any sense. That's all right. <laughs> Welcome to Instructions. I'm Bob. I'm Josh. Josh is confused. This doesn't match up. What you working on? Uh, I am hoping to finish the Lego Technic forklift today. Forklift. And you have an awful lot of bags. Yeah. Okay, so I opened bag three, and there's three bag threes, and one of them had a sub bag in it. Doesn't make any sense. And I have two more bags to dump here. So I have uh, bag three. This is also bag three. And this is also bag three. And I am still working on the um, Aston Martin. Oh, there's some interesting piece. Oh, those are shields. I wonder what those are going to be for. So mm. still working on the James Bond Aston Martin. And uh, I just dumped three bag threes plus a sub bag. So I guess four bag, bag threes. And then there's still two bag fours left to do next time. I don't know. Whatever. This, this set is crazy. So not to diminish from that set, but I was really impressed by like just looking at the structure that you're doing and like all the complicated like bag and organization system. And then a friend of mine from Georgia, his uh, seven year old, put it together. This one, yeah, which yeah. is pretty impressive for I mean a child that young, and because it's just it's, it's pretty complex. I, and I mean, I honestly I don't think it's that complex. I, it's it, just laborious. It, yeah, it's just a lot of. It doesn't seem unique. Like, it's marked as an expert set. I don't see that. I see what you're doing is probably a little bit more expert than this one. I wasn't going to brag. <laughs> that w that was about your set, not about you. <laughs> Let's get that clear. There we go. Uh, so, fork knife. Fork knife. Mm -hmm. Fork, fork, fourth knife. Fife nor. Have you played it yet? Oh, so I was very impressed with my son um, kind of showing me how to limit the things that he can see on... The switch. So I downloaded it and he was there and it, it just, it takes a while to download. So he went to bed. We were doing something last night and we got back really late. And so he's like, all right, dad, I'm ready to play Fortnite. And I'm like, no, it's, it's bedtime, brother. And he's like, but I did all these things right. And I'm, it, it became this weird conversation about like, just because you did everything right doesn't mean you need immediate gratification mm. and pretty much go to bed. Yeah. So, oh, and the fact that we were downloading it and not watching like gameplay like he's used to. That did not compete with him because it was loading. And he was like, why can't we just watch it? I'm like, no, it's downloading to the Switch. He's like, so it's going to be on the Switch? I'm like, yeah, that's how we're going to play. Huh. He's like, it's going to be on the Switch forever? I'm like, uh, like I, don't, I don't get what you're hmm. asking. He's like, so like I can turn on the Switch and we can just like play it? I'm like, yeah, we don't have to go buy the little cartridge. Like yeah. you just download this game. And that's when he turned it on. Like his excitement went through the roof. Huh. Not that he would just be allowed to view Fortnite as a passive observer, that he would actually be able to play it. He freaked So out. this whole time he thought he was just going to be able to watch it? That's what I think. Huh. Because the moment that that connection was made, and he asked me a bunch of very weird questions, of, you know, knowing how to download things, I didn't fully understand. And then I kind of like, oh, you thought that you just wanted to watch this. Huh. And not be able to actually participate. Interesting. Like, maybe I showed all my cards too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. It is kind of weird. Like, uh, you know, I've, that's come up a few times with our kids when we talk about ownership of digital stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because, I mean, we're from a generation where you go buy a tape, you go buy a CD, yep. you buy a DVD, whatever, and that's the thing that you own. And so m our kids don't really have the concept of 
I mean, they understand ownership, obviously, but when it comes to digital stuff like watching a movie, uh, being able to rent something like a it it's a, a temporary ownership. Mm-hmm. And when I look at you know when we rented something, we went to a place and got it, and then we held it for a little while. We kept it in our home, and then we had to go take it back to the thing. And that process was what defined renting a movie to me. Right, it was going to get it. You know, and you have a physical thing that this is what you're holding. And our kids have never seen that process. And so it's kind of weird when we talk about like a new movie that's coming out. They're like, oh, can we watch it? And I'm like, well, you can't rent it yet. You can only buy it. And they're like, well, what's the difference? Because from oh, their yeah. viewing experience, it's exactly the same. They, uh, the monetary transaction is lost on them. Yeah. They don't yeah. see us pay. They don't see mm-hmm. us go anywhere to get anything. They don't see us pick it up at a store. It's just like whether we're renting it or buying it digitally, it's a click of a button and then the movie's there. <laughs> So it's been kind of weird. There's certain things that we want to see, but we don't necessarily want to buy because we don't know if they're right. good or not. And, you know, like when a digital movie comes out, it's a few weeks or whatever until you can rent it digitally. And they have not really understood that. But I don't know how to explain that to them. It's like that stuff is so abstract Yeah. for a child. And what? especially if they don't have the history. Like we have the history of physical ownership, physical media to like equate it to. So even if we didn't understand how something was done now, we have the context. Mm-hmm. They don't have the context. It's just weird. Well, for Deacon, he I mean, we have video games. We have Mario Kart. We've got Rabbids, whatever kingdom battle thing that I don't really like. We've got Zelda. We've got uh, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. So, like, he knows about video games. He, he understands some have cartridges, some don't. Yeah. But then he watches a lot of games that he is not able to buy himself. And so I think that to him is just as good as playing the game. Like he's exposed to it, which brings him joy, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's completely passive. And so I think to him, because we haven't bought a new game in a long time, and he's watched Paper Mario and Luigi's Mansion and something else, that he thought his experience to Fortnite would me would be me allowing him to watch like game walkthroughs or yeah. silent Twitch streams or something. Not the fact that he could actually play it, right? And because, I mean, most Twitch games are like 60 bucks, you know, averaged out. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, we're not going to, we're not going to buy that right now. That's a special circumstance kind of thing. And so maybe in his mind, Fortnite with everything that's surrounding it and how popular it is and how like the push to play is so strong that it must be worth money Hmm. to go like, oh, you're just going to, you're going to buy it. I'm like, well, the, the game is free. And maybe that he didn't fully understand that I, I went out on a leap. Yeah. To go like, yes, I'm going to actually invest in this game for you. He thought it may have been monetary. Hmm. And maybe that's where his excitement was. I don't know, but he's excited. That's interesting. Uh, it'll it'll yeah. be interesting to see like how he reacts once he gets to play it. Yep. If it'll be like, oh, okay, well, we did that thing, and now we're done with that. Or if there'll be a continued excitement about it. Because mm-hmm. some of his friends uh, with our homeschool group have played it. And so it's not just you know your kids. Yeah. So it's the... The influence from his peers in a couple different venues are really excited about this thing that he's never really experienced, and so now he's chomping at the bit to do so. Hmm. So tonight, when I get home, what day <laughs> guess, is it? Guess what they're doing? Yeah, well, I don't think we're doing anything today. Yeah, he's gonna beg me to play Fortnite, and uh, I don't unless he's done something horrible. Like I don't see why we shouldn't. I'm missing a piece. Ha ha! Got the wrong color piece. That will make you wait so that I will be able to be done before you. Got the wrong. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, be done with that piece in your hand. I absolutely did not steal a piece from you and throw it somewhere in this room. I have a different color. I, it's that weird thing 
to where the grays and the instructions don't quite look like the grays in real life. Yeah. And so I have a lighter color gray when I shouldn't. And I'm looking all in my completed piece thus far. And I can't see that same piece in the where it should be, which makes no sense. But, hmm. yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, the, the coloring within the instructions, especially when there's multiple shades of gray, that's kind of tough. Okay. Especially on this one, because there's a whole lot of gray and black. whole lot. All right, so that's our, our Fortnite update. Basically, nothing. A lot of people really want the two of us to play <laughs> Fortnite together. I guess in some Twitch-style, like, ninja-type scene. Why is that? I don't know. Think? Maybe they think it'll be funny. Because... Because they know that I'm horrible at video games? no clue what it is that we're doing. And maybe they have a little <laughs> bit of curiosity themselves. And by proxy, they can watch the two of us oh, yeah, jump it's... around like idiots while 12-year-olds throughout the world kill us. I don't know how to play the game. I mean... Can make you play us, it without being without dance? being like online and I guess you I have to know. be. You have to be able to. I have no idea. Because on the Switch isn't the online mode, isn't like a paid service. Yeah. But the game is free. Right. But I haven't paid any any online service. So maybe that's step one is become disappointed in this game <laughs> that's not free. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously it's not free if you want to do anything past the super base level. But a lot of them have microtransactions, and that's well, how that's what they I mean. can yeah. yeah. Like past the just the bare bones, it's not going to be actually free. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. You will find out sooner than I will because yeah. it is absolutely not a priority for me. And like I'm <laughs> a curmudgeon enough about like screen time with my kids that like they they just really don't get a whole lot. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's kind of a special. I mean, video game time. Like we watch TV shows and stuff, but so they don't even ask about it very often and then when they do i'm like nope that's not we're do- i'm not doing that because you didn't do your thing that you were supposed to do earlier and then we don't talk about it for a couple weeks so yeah we limit screen time in our house just because it's a like a personality thing like kids lose their mind i don't know what it is yeah whenever they watch a lot of tv and so it's selfish more than anything like i don't want to put up with you yelling at me when it's time to get off the tv so how about we just watch tv when there's something special going on mm-hmm yeah, uh, I I wish that all of that stuff, computer time, video game time, TV, movies, I wish that it was something that I didn't care about so much a little bit. Mm. Like I wish I could just be okay with and let them just go for it and enjoy themselves a little bit more. But at the same time, the part of me that uh, <laughs> is it, I guess a good parent <laughs> wants my parent wants my kids to not be awful. And I know the biggest reason, I guess, you know, you were talking about being crazy. The biggest reason for us is our kids have, like most kids have absolutely no self-control. Right. So there's, we can't trust them with like, okay, you guys go watch two shows and then turn the TV off. And I trust you to go do that. It's, that doesn't happen here. You know, it's like they just wouldn't turn it off until we came in and got angry with them. And, and I know that's a practice thing. That's a... Uh, it's a learned trait. It's a learned yeah. behavior, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be some consequence. There's got to be some like responsibility built up. And the reward is I will back off and let you enjoy this thing, trusting that you are now responsible enough to turn it off when I tell you to turn it off. And yep. 
we're just not there yet. So. Yeah, that's something that we've had to build up. Like we have our three small kids, and if they ever get like unattended screen time, they'll fight because they have yep. different. Uh, well, they profess to have different preferences, but then when something's on, they'll all sit down and smile and laugh. But yeah, um, they take turns, and we'll call out like, "All right, it goes," you know, Isaac, Elizabeth, Deacon, like, and that's the order. It's like you guys get it. when you're done, you get to pick a show. There's no whining about what that other person wants to watch because, you know, they all watch pretty much the same things. It's not like they're going to go completely out of the realm and watch something inappropriate. But yeah, um, it it kind of works out that way if there's ever just like yep, go that way and just go watch some TV for a little bit because you're kind of driving us all crazy. <laughs> but then, as a parent, you're just kind of you're biding your time. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're driving me insane right now. Go do something so else just, that's eventually going to make you more insane later. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. You're I mean, your bets. Ours don't really seem to react badly after having watched TV, but it it's more about getting them to stop when you want them to stop for us. But yeah, we kind of do the same thing. Like we started a long time ago, Saturday morning cartoon time, because mm-hmm. that's what I grew up with. And so that's really when they get to pick. That's the almost guaranteed time every week that they get to individually pick a show that they want to see. And when they spend the night at our house, they are emphatic about it. It's really oh, fun. Oh, yeah. 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 They're like, no, no. It's cartoon time. It's Saturday morning. Because <laughs> that's like the only time that they are guaranteed. And even they're not really guaranteed because half the time behavior will stop it from being available or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I I hope to loosen the re- <clears throat> excuse me, loosen the reins a little bit on that over time because I don't want to be a super controlling parent. Um, but man, I just know... I know how they are, you know. I know them well enough to know that they can't control themselves. <laughs> and it teaches them to care more about each other than it is about some random thing that they're yeah. going to consume and probably forget. Because our kids would just fight with each other. And I'm like, so you're proving to me that you're more addicted or you you care more about that 20-something minutes of television than you do this person that mm-hmm. you know, you're know you going to spend your whole life with. It's like, so that I'm not about... Um, uh, letting that slide. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a kind of rule. Well, I have a rule. I don't know if I just did this without talking to my wife about it or not. But basically, if there's something in the house that causes two people to fight, that thing goes away. Hmm. And if there's a toy and they're fighting about that toy, it's they get like one warning and then that thing is gone. And I will walk out and throw it in the trash can. Hmm. And I'm dead serious about it every single time. And they they know it now. And so if they get that warning then they both back off of it and neither one of them touch it because they're afraid it's going to cause a thing and then they're <laughs> going to lose that thing forever. And basically the... That brings well, people it, together. It's a little... Yeah, no, we're finally on the same side. Yeah. I mean, it's a little harsh, but they have to understand that like the stuff that they're fighting about is worthless and it will burn, yep. but they're still going to have a brother and a sister when it's all said and done. So, Or a parent or whatever the case is that that's important. So... I've had to do that a couple of times, but usually it's just the threat of it. Anyway, what else is going on? Today's Valentine's Day. Ooh, my favorite. Not really. I don't could care less. What's your, what are your feelings on Valentine's Day? I'm completely indifferent because we don't celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> we don't Day. either. <laughs> Why is that? Um, honestly, I do, well, I do kind of know, I guess. It, we, it was never intentional. That we didn't celebrate it, but it, when we first started dating, the first time we kissed was the day before Valentine's Day. 
And so that's what we went out last night. We celebrated. Mm -hmm. That's like a thing Jenny always wants to celebrate. So we do that. And then as we were together and then we got married, we were always a little bit older than our friends. So we were the grown-ups, and then all of our friends were in college. (laughs) And so it got to a point, like at that point, we were already a couple. We were already hitched and good to go. And then a bunch of our other college-age friends were um, single. And Valentine's Day with college students, single college students, is always kind of this crazy, like, I'm either going to go out with all my friends because we're all not with somebody, or I'm going to be sad, or I'm going to be with this person. It's like one of those situations. So I think we stopped celebrating it or just like never really started because it was a time for us to be uh, like create something with our single friends so that they didn't feel left out or didn't feel, Mm. you know, our house, like at that point in our life, our house was always everybody's welcome all the time. If you're hungry, if you're bored, if you're tired, just come to our house. We'll feed you. We'll hang out. There's always people there. And a couple times a week, we would have 20 or 30 people over to watch Lost or to watch some TV show. And most of them were college students uh, that we knew from church or just from, you know, being right out of college. And so I think that just carried over, like, we tried to make our house just the place that everybody could come and feel comfortable. And so Valentine's Day was kind of the opposite of that. I guess that's why. I don't know. What about you? My wife's birthday is early in the month. And so it was just, I lucked out, I guess, that I can do something really nice (laughs) and present-wise. Like, I just did that the other day. Um, But not, uh, but more than that, like, I don't know, I always thought it was, yeah, it's kind of makes people feel bad that they don't have someone. Yeah. And I legitimately just love my wife, and I show her every day that I love her, which some people could say is a cop-out answer for not caring about Valentine's Day, but... um, Every month I get her some hormone helpers. So if she needs some chocolates or whatever, like, bam, <laughs> I got you covered. <laughs> you don't need to worry worry about it. You yeah. don't need to wait for that obscure February day. Yeah. You look like you need some care right now. So here's <laughs> Blam. a work of the, I don't know, the Whitman sampler just nice. for you. And it's, I don't know, I, even as a kid, like when, you, when you're in school and like, oh, you get Valentine's for all your friends and you make a little shoebox and they put the little cards in it. I always thought that that was so dumb and pointless. We've done that the last several days. This morning, they were decorating a cardboard box yep. to take to school. And, I'm, and they were like, oh, we got to go to school and it's not done yet. I'm like, what do you mean done? Who cares? It's a box that yes. you're going to put pieces of paper in. And then when you get home, you're going to put them in the recycling bin because you don't care about those pieces yeah. of paper anymore. Yeah, it's weird. And the schools kind of make a big deal out of it. Well, hooray for them. I mean, I mean, even in my wife's homeschool group, she is the director, and like she made a big deal of it. And I guess it's it's festive, and I guess it goes back to like I don't want to be some whiny curmudgeon person for no reason, right? But I, even as a young kid, saw the futility in it. Yeah, and it wasn't because like oh everybody got a Valentine but me, but I'm like it doesn't mean anything. Like if there's like little Becky over there, and I'm like hey what's up Becky how's it going? Like I'm gonna write her an obscure note and make her circle yes or no whether or not she wants to go. Goofy golfing with me. You're not going to wait until February. Yeah, I'm not going to go get like a Ninja Turtles half folded up, like be mine, super kung fu card. That the same one everybody else in the class is going to Right? Get. It's yeah. confusing. That's not going to make Becky feel special. No. It confuses what love should be at a young age. Like, that's, huh. not, a, that's not a date. That's not a commitment. You're Interesting. Just, that's. And then talking to Jenny, like, she got a bunch, your wife got a bunch of chocolates mm-hmm. for the teachers. I was like, 
What are those for? I don't know. She's like, oh, they're I, for Valentine's Day. I was like, you got the kids' teachers, can you? Because va- Jenny is the most caring and loving person I think I've ever met. Yeah, I agree. But it goes back to... Why? Uh, <laughs> like, Why? I, Cupid has always been this like awkwardly super strange representation of any kind of adapted holiday. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just never really got it. And it always kind of seemed fun where like, Hey, let's just not care about that dumb thing. That, and I don't like cards. Ooh, that's another thing. You don't if like we could cards? do pros and cons. Okay. Greeting, greeting cards, birthday cards, holiday cards. I do not like cards. I think they are huge waste of time and money. I'm with you. Yeah. Just tell that person how you feel. The only thing I would say positive for cards is as a gift delivery mechanism. It is a pretty efficient mm-hmm. way to give. Mm-hmm. No, 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 just hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. Okay. Rather than just handing somebody a five dollar bill, a kid. Okay. Uh, if the grandparents have a chance to to write something nice in it along with it, and it's it becomes both the wrapper and the present. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Versus. And that's only, you know, relative to a gift bag, which gets reused, or paper, which doesn't get reused, and is a huge waste of money and resources. I feel, as I have felt, <laughs> when you get a card from a, a level-removed family member as a, as a child. Okay. Anthony, what's the first thing that went through your head? Say it again. You get a, a birthday card or a, a greeting card or a holiday card from some family member that doesn't immediately ne- live near you. What's the first thing that goes through your head as a child? Money. There's money in this card. Yep. Okay. So then you have to do the thing as a parent. You go, whoa, whoa. Read the card. Read the card. <laughs> they don't care what's in that thing. They don't. They don't care. Then you're guilt tripping them. Well, you're no, guilt- no like, that's training. That's training. That's just like we were talking about earlier. what? For for realizing that the thing that you were about to receive is not as important as the idea behind it or the person that gave it to you. Is that card handwritten? Uh, sometimes. Could be. That doesn't matter. It does to me. Because the same thing, mm. if if I am supposed to feel indebted enough to the, the gift giver to pretend like, oh, I didn't notice this $10 bill in here. I'm just going to read this Maya Angelou poem real quick that someone bought at... <laughs> You know, right aid. Hmm. I bet that may in some way represent how you feel, Uncle Tim. Like it's it's a weird pseudo thing that you have. It's a dumb okay. dance. You're like, I'm not gonna focus on what I'm gonna spend this money on. And then think- Uncle Tim is like, I'm not gonna really communicate how I feel. I'm gonna let some stranger in a silly dog picture do it for me. Well, I think I mean I, I agree with you, but I also think that there are multiple things that could happen in that situation, right? It's not necessarily just a, a card with a name, Uncle Tim, and a $5 bill. It could be that plus a small note. We're so proud of you. Something like that. And I think the point of like having your kids stop is just to make sure that if there is something personal within that card, they don't skip it completely, toss the card aside, and just take the money. I think giving them, like, just hang on a second. You're going to get the $5, but make sure that there's nothing else in there. Make sure that there's no note along with it that is a very responsible practice and as a cold-hearted person (laughs) i i feel if you're going to spell out something that is supposed to make me stop and reflect on our relationship or my path forward in life then that should be a real honest conversation okay not written inside of like a, a an obscure 
like picturesque meadow, and then you just write love, Uncle Josh, <laughs> like it was my words. I that's plagiarism. <laughs> okay, well, uh, <laughs> so my in-laws live in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, at Christmas and birthdays, I'll get a card from them, and that card is usually has a pretty decently handwritten, like long, decently long handwritten note about how proud they are that I'm the one to take care of their daughter and how I'm a great father and how, you know, all these really nice things. That's and they're awesome. Just, they're just trying to encourage me. That conversation probably wouldn't happen in person for several reasons. One, because we don't live there, so we don't see them super often. And when mm-hmm. we do, it's really rushed and whatever. So I get what you're saying. It, it could be a venue for people who... It could be okay. a way for someone to say something that they wouldn't otherwise get to say or feel comfortable saying. Maybe not. Okay. More often, probably not. But it has its place, I guess is what I'm saying. But I agree with you. It is a waste of car, okay. a waste of money, a waste then, of time. For that, my advice now to my kids, I'm going to revise my stance on cards. <laughs> I've changed his mind. You have. Is that there should be a minimum word count Okay. <laughs> for me to care about your card. Oh, that's because then it's everything in that card. If those are hmm. your feelings and you're just allowing someone else to say your feelings and you really do have that complex where you're like, I care so much, but I don't know if Becky's going to reciprocate my love. So I have to go get the card with the silly giraffe in the in the bow tie. And then that's going to like it's all in there, man. <laughs> I acknowledge that there are people. That have that hang up. But if it's just like, yeah, man, at the bottom. <laughs> High five, bro. Five <laughs> like, bucks. It, it's all there. Thanks for saying it. Like that that gets a okay. thanks. <laughs> thanks. The amount of reaction should reciprocate the amount of con- original. Well, okay. But at the same time, when the, the when the parents say, wait a minute, read the card, they aren't necessarily expecting you to Wait a minute. Sit there and ponder that card at this birthday party. Let's have a minute of silence so little Jimmy can reflect on his relationship with his Uncle Tim. I'm not saying that. They're saying take a split second and acknowledge the fact that somebody, a person, cared enough about you to give you five bucks. Yeah, and I think in the the line, the succession of pe- of presents that you get during a birthday, I think each one of those things. Demands that amount of personal attention and right. that amount of acknowledgement and appreciation. Exactly. So even though it's cards are just dumb, car- like you're not man. saying that they shouldn't do that. No, like your kids, your kids often write, like draw a picture mm-hmm. or write something that is from their heart. That's from their mind. It's from <laughs> their hand onto a piece of paper. Yeah. That is a Hawk Claggett original. Yeah. Frame it. But... But if you go get the recycled piece of paper that's really, really thick and you stick it inside the card, but you forgot to get the envelope because it's behind the thing, like that is a different feeling, I think. You're just like, I'm going to outsource my feelings I, uh, to Hallmark. That's how I feel. And again, that's from a completely narrow mindset. You are an old man. You I'm know not that, old man. Right? I'm a person I feel like if I need to say something, I can tell that person. I agree. But okay, what if you don't get to go to the party? What if, what if you don't get to go to the party? You want to make sure that the kid, you care enough about him, you want him to have something. You don't have time to go, uh, you know, you don't, you, maybe you don't know him well enough to know what they like, what they're into. You can't buy them a gift. You want to make sure they have something so that they know that Uncle Josh is, what do you do? 
it's gonna if it's if an envelope is my my method of delivery. Okay, it's gonna go, you know, to Jimmy from Uncle Josh. Enjoy. Boop. <laughs> Ignore all of the other text in this. No, it's not going to have a card. It, that's going to be nothing. on the envelope. On the envelope. Okay. And then they're going to look at the envelope in big whole letters and like, who gave you that? What is this? I'm like, oh, Uncle Josh gave me this. What's in here? Ten stinking dollars. Move along. Nothing else. Gotcha. <laughs> it's not earmarked for anything. My <laughs> Uncle Josh cares enough about me to know that I like money. And, and I'm spending it on and useless hate reading. Stuff. <laughs> My Uncle Josh is cool. Now, Aunt Tiffany, on the other hand is cool, but wants you to read a bunch of unnecessary words while you're thinking about what you're spending that $10 on. Because there's a level of disconnect. Yeah. Because I understand that kid. And as a parent, you're like, I feel like I'm telling them, all right, this is your mandatory time to stare at that card for three, two, one. Now you can move on. Because you can't really read. Oh, uh, well, yeah. That's, that's a whole different thing. Right? Yeah. But I have... I'm con on greeting cards. I mean, I'm not a fan of greeting cards. Don't hear me saying that. But I, I do think that the purpose of having a kid pause in the frenzy of present time to at least acknowledge the fact that somebody took the time to give them something. Hands down agree. I think that's wholeheartedly. Yeah. But gift bags are super annoying to me. What? I mean, I, 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 well, hmm. They're better than wrapping. That bag really quick. Well, they're better than wrapping. They're super annoying because when I get, well, we have four kids, so we have a lot of birthday parties. And at the end of birthday parties, there's a lot of mess. Mm-hmm. And we have four of them. Mm-hmm. So we go through a whole lot of gift bags. I mean, we get a whole lot of gift bags that stack up, and we get a whole lot of tissue paper because that always goes with the gift bags. Yep. And then we get a whole lot of paper that has to be recycled. And Jenny never likes to get rid of anything. Because then you don't have to go buy it. You don't have to buy it, right? So, yeah. So, we have giant boxes of gift bags to use. But we have more kids than everyone else we know put together. And so, (laughs) we get more. We have the ingestion of gift bags is far greater than the... The outflow? Yeah. I don't know what the opposite (laughs) of that is. The... Digestion. Yeah. Defecation. (laughs) Huh. That's that's a thing I don't want to picture. Okay. What else? Uh, We saw the Lego movie. Two. The Lego Movie 2. Yes. We did. Separately. Uh, separately, but I think on the same day. Didn't it on the same day? I don't remember. Or on the same weekend, anyway. It was dark. I didn't see you if you were there. So I kind of fell asleep. I started to. I was really close. I, I think there was one section that I kind of missed it on, and I don't really know how Wildstyle... Spoilers, I guess, if anybody hasn't seen it. I'll try not to spoil too much, but how Wildstyle got back with or Lucy got back with them when they all separated out, I missed that. And that's the only thing I think I'm... And I don't think it was a big deal. I think they just found each other. But mm. it was weird because as much as I like Lego and as much as I loved the first Lego movie... Yes. I kind of just didn't feel it. I didn't really feel it either. Uh, I thought the... Okay, so it starts off like where the other one left off. So yeah. it starts the whole like Duplo. We'll try not to spoil Lego. anything. Right. Yeah. But the whole theme of the movie is that these two worlds are colliding constantly and they're constantly fighting. Yeah. And then it is an analogy for something you learn later on, which I thought the point that they made was really good. Mm-hmm. The way they got about it, ah! uh, 
I went, man, you did all of that to get to that point? Like, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a long way around. Good grief. Well, and the first one made a really good point, but you didn't have any clue what was happening and like the bigger picture until the very end. And it felt like they were trying to capture that same thing here, but you already had the context of like, there's a real world and then there's a Lego world. Which I think the thing I did not like about this one is they blurred that to a very confusing level. Where the Rex Danger Vest character, yeah, uh, like he goes back in time, and then magically the ship thing like appears next to the real life kid, and alters like the storyline. You're, you're spoiling stuff. <laughs> that, sorry, it doesn't make any sense until it, you yes, see them. It's con- <laughs> like it's confusing. Yeah, it was a little confusing. There's there's way more to that storyline that I'm I'm not diving into, but how the Lego world and the real world seemed to blend and one affected the other way more than the first one where it was like, I am clearly in a Lego thing. And then you discover that like, Oh, it was an analog for what was really happening in real life. Like this. It it seems like the, so. the first one was all of the Lego portion could have been imagination of the kid. This one, it seemed like there was a real Lego world happening next to the real world. And then it wasn't necessarily one being the imagination of the other. Well, along those lines, I I think that the real world affected the Lego thing in the first movie. This one, the real world affected it, and then the Lego world affected the real world. Right, yeah. And that's where it got off the rails for me. I was confused, and I thought that that whole line of thinking and storytelling was just off. Yeah. And it started to lose my attention until the end when the whole theme kind of came together, I thought was good. But it, Mm -hmm. like, ugh. It didn't, it didn't have the same. It didn't. That needed to be yeah. on the editing room floor. But it's, it had famous voices and stuff. And Yeah. Actually, some of the voices kind of, kind of my nerves a little bit. Really? Yeah. Like the queen? Oh, how, there was singing. There was a lot of singing. There was a lot of singing. And besides the, like, the, the super song stuck in your head. Yeah. Which there was a song called, like, songs that's going to get stuck in your head. Uh, I liked the whole thing that, you know, this place that is bad doesn't necessarily have to be bad mm-hmm. so but i like that unikitty was pretty much battle kitty yeah i thought that that was dope that was pretty awesome yeah um, so did you see um ralph breaks the internet no kids went and saw it i didn't see i basically it. had the same feeling with that one because i think the original lego movie and wreck it ralph came out the same year or within a short time from each other Okay. And I really liked both of those movies. Like, I thought they did something new. They were super interesting. There was tons of reference to things that I already liked, you know, like old video games and Lego stuff. You're done. I am done. Hmm. Well, I picked up a palette with that's mine. That's fun. <laughs> um, and those came out near each other. I don't remember exactly when. But I really liked both of them. And both of the sequels to them were kind of underwhelming. They both, like felt like they were trying too hard to capture the same thing rather than let's take those characters to something. I don't know. They both did take it to this new place, but it just didn't it didn't yeah. hit. And I hate being that way. Like, I don't think all sequels are bad. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be like, oh, they never capture the magic from the beginning. But I, those two just didn't hit. And they were really disappointing because I was really looking forward to both of those movies. And they just... How'd you feel about the get. other two Lego movies? In between the first and second, like the Batman and the Ninjago movie. Uh, the Ninjago, I thought it didn't interest me because it just, 
it didn't have a it didn't have a hook outside Ninjago. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a it was a continuation of the Ninjago cartoon or right. cartoon like the show. Yeah. And if you're and if the kids are into that show, then yeah, yeah. Sure. If you're outside a, of that at all, it, you're lost. It just didn't do much. And it wasn't bad, but it just kind of like I think I might have drifted off in that one too. Yeah, I was a, a chaperone with yeah. that movie. The Batman, I think Batman was awesome, and we've watched that a few times. I didn't like it. Really? I thought it was a. I think uh, like of the original movie, the Lego movie, he was definitely the character that could have gone out on his own head of his own thing. I thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it would have been fine not to have made that movie too. I don't think it was so great that I don't think they need to make any more of them, <laughs> but you know, I, it was fun. I felt like there was so much going on in that movie that it, it kind of, it was a Michael Bay transformers Lego movie to me. Huh? Like there was so much going on. Interesting. I kind of, you know, I, you get the kind of storyline, but it didn't, it was too fast. Like it didn't yeah. pause enough for me to care about what was going on in the scene because there was hmm. just like so much sparkle and dazzle and little pieces and stuff like flying everywhere. And then at the very end when he's like, I hate you and I hate you too. And then my kids are like, I hate you. I'm like, Oh, Batman, what are you doing? <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't think about that. But I mean, to be fair, the first Lego movie was, was crazy. was groundbreaking. Like there was, yeah, Yep. They have made like little cartoon Lego stuff and Lego video games, but like that movie with the the story, the way they told the story, the theme, like how it that was one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that was already less of a movie because of the the shock, like the like what that thing is like. Oh man, this yeah. is so cool! Right. And then once it became a norm, everything else just kind of fell down a level. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Not, you know, to no fault of their own. It just didn't have the same newness yeah. that the first one had. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Newness. 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 Um, <laughs> not newness. Newness. If you've never seen that episode or that skit. My skit, Rudolph sketch? was also in the oh, Lego yeah. movie. Yeah, it's an SNL thing. Check it out if you've never seen it. Newness. Um, yeah, so I was a little disappointed. I mean, I want to watch it again to give it a try, you know, when it comes out, but... I don't know. I was I was a little bummed about it. I like how they included the different Lego sets and how it's, you know, the the standard, I mean, the bricks that we're playing with right now with the new, like, Lego Friends and some of the Duplo stuff, like, they reached into the, the full bag yeah. of Lego and just went crazy. And each one of them had their own type of personality and their own kind of story. And there were also some little... Potential hints or teasers or Easter eggs that you're telling me I'm not allowed to spoil, so I won't. But there were a couple times I'm like, ooh, that set, what? Who's that? I haven't seen that. I want that. Really? They showed the Back to the Future car, which exists. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then there were a couple other things. That's right. I forgot about that. And so those moments gave me pause. Hmm. They had some pretty funny, um, like, breaking down the third wall, like, making fun of themselves kind of moments. Those tongue-in-cheek where Batman's talking about the different Batman yeah. With the queen? Yeah. Pretty, I mean, there were, there were moments. Bill Kilmer's lips. I mean, there were a couple a couple points where I laughed out loud. Yeah. But they were at the adult-focused jokes mm-hmm. rather than, like, the, the typical kid jokes and stuff. So, you know. All right. Well, what else? I don't know. Anything? I'm done. 
We don't have any more pros and cons. We took the one from Valentine's Day and yeah. kind of ran with it. Yeah. That was from the Twitch stream. Someone mentioned that. So I know it's been a minute, everybody out there in the podcast world, but if you have some things that you think Bob and I should uh, indiscriminately pass judgment on, <laughs> let us know if you have a silly topic that we can cover in a pro and con, how we feel about it, hmm. whether we think it's neat or whether we disagree with it existing as a whole. <laughs> There was another one. I mean, people have been sending us a few here and there. Uh, there was another one that I was going to bring up today, and I don't remember what it was. But I did think of a movie. We'll talk about this real quick. I don't know how long we've been going. But have you ever seen Condor Man? Nope. <laughs> okay, so Condor Man. How do you find these movies? I watched this movie as a kid. Okay. Did you ever watch The Greatest American Hero? Uh, One time. Do you know, like, the premise? The, no, the blonde hair guy in the yeah, red suit that yeah. had the cool theme song? Yeah. I don't know what he is. I actually don't remember a whole lot about the show. Well, I did watch it growing up, but it was I was pretty young. Um, but he's kind of like just a regular Joe that gets superpower somehow, and he has... I, I don't remember. But he's, he's kind of bumbly, okay. if I remember correctly. So Condor Man is kind of the same thing, but it's this guy in a condor costume which is not like a magnificent looking bird. I mean, they're mm-hmm. kind of, they're huge, but they're right. kind of goofy looking. And so Condor Man, I believe was a Disney movie. I'm not entirely sure, but I think it was. And it was like this kind of bumbly guy somehow ended up like, you know, this guy developed a suit and picked out Jim or whatever his name was to be Condor Man. And it was in the same, I mean, I haven't seen this in like, 30 plus years. So I'm going off very, very vague memories. That's as good as any movie review. <laughs> but it was kind of in the same time period as like, um, uh, I can't even think of like a good analog for it. It, it was the early Disney, the late 70s, early 80s Disney live action. Okay. And I can't think of anything else in that time period. Mary Poppins? Either. Yeah, maybe. I think that was a little earlier. Before Tron? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. before trying. But probably pretty close to that, okay. somewhere in there. Super goofy, probably terrible at this point. I don't really know. But I, that was one I thought of that you'd probably never seen, and you've never seen it. Nope. Condor Man. Condor Man. That's trying to make... He had huge wings. Like, his suit, the wings went out. That's them going, like, we have to make a statement about birds. No, there was no statement to it. But why a condor? I don't know. Because it's so big. An albatross is the biggest bird. We're going to be albatross man. I guess it has far too many syllables. <laughs> albatross man. Condor yeah. man. Condor man's easier to say. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's, we, we're on the, the creative team right now. <laughs> Eagle man. Eagle man. Bird. Pigeon guy. Ooh. Yeah. Pigeon boy. Pigeon boy. Eagle man and pigeon boy. All right. Well, we got anything else? No, man. I don't think so. Where can people find you? Find me on Instagram at... Uh, the PI Workshop and on Twitter at Josh Makes Stuff. It sounded like you said the PI Workshop. Da, the <laughs> apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all of us at I Like to Make Stuff. Uh, I guess we'll be back next week and you'll start a new set. Yeah, I might start that one over there because you're still doing. Yeah, I haven't even finished Bags 3. <laughs> so we can we'll see. We can do that one. Yeah, we may put this one on, on pause and do something else next week. I don't okay. know. We'll see. Or I'll just finish this up off air. Because if I do that one, I'm just going to rant about how much Boba Fett. Oh, no. So we have a Boba Fett conversation. Yeah. All right, cool. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. 
Boba Fett.